Hey everybody, this is Gerald. Thanks for tuning in for the Bridgetown Daily for Tuesday, January 19th. I have found so much comfort and encouragement out of the New Testament epistle by Peter, his first epistle. And it begins with these words. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces, and then he lists them all off. But just even in those first words, there's so much connection for me. Isn't this our reality? He addresses God's people as the elect, meaning these, this identity of being a, a chosen son or daughter of the Most High King. That's clearly who we are in this age. But also, we're exiles. This is our reality. Sons and daughters, temporarily in a strange land. And I don't know about you, but I feel this exile idea now more than ever. Maybe even the first time in my life, I've just felt that to be a Christian is no longer the moral high ground. To be an evangelical is more about politics than about what we believe about Jesus, if we even identify with that title anymore. In so many ways, especially in this past 10 months, there has been so much accusation by the cultural majority against the church and against followers of Jesus. Some of that is good and we need to own it, but much of it is not. So Peter speaks directly to this. How are we supposed to live in exile. This has been super encouraging for me, and I just want to pass this on to you. Two things. First, Peter is challenging his readers to have a future focus on Jesus' return. So just think about this for a minute. Do you live in an orientation in your thinking towards the past, towards the present, or towards the future? I am always oriented towards the future. I'm always looking forward to the next break, the next fun thing, the next thing. However, when I look at this challenge, I realize from Peter's perspective, I need to look much further than just when spring break is. Listen to all of these references of how he challenges and instructs us to be thinking forward to Jesus' return. And the first chapter, there's several of these reminders. The first one's in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. He says, this inheritance is kept in heaven through you, through who faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. Or again, in verse 9, he says, for you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So notice, he's talking about things that are to come when Jesus is revealed in the last time, this future end result of your faith. Or again, in chapter 1, verse 17, he says, you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially. He's calling us to remember Jesus' return, God's future judgment. Or then in chapter 4, he says we're to rejoice in sufferings because, in verse 13, he says, because there will be a time when Jesus is revealed and his glory is revealed. So for now, keep pushing through even in the midst of 
trials. And then one more in chapter 5, verse 4, in giving instruction to the elders, the leaders over the flock, he says, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. When Jesus appears. Notice that in five chapters, Peter says five different times that we're to be looking forward to the time when Jesus is revealed, the end of time, when there will be God's judgment, when he revealed and when he is revealed and appears to us. So the question is, how are we supposed to live in this moment, in 2021, in the middle of all this crazy political landscape, how do we live as a cultural minority when we're exiles awaiting deliverance? How do we live while we're waiting for Jesus to return and set things back to rights. It seems like the first thing he's saying is we're to orient our Korean experiences right now towards Jesus' future return. We're supposed to live our lives in light of Jesus coming back and his bringing reward, bringing judgment, and setting the world back to rights. I don't know about you, but that's not the way I normally think. I think about the end of the day and I think about my next break or getaway when I'm going to get out of town and go do something fun. But I feel this challenge in me to lift my sights higher and to be reminded and to live in light of Jesus' return. Secondly, Peter tells us that in this current moment to live as the elect who are also exiles, it means that we excel in doing good. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. Dear friends, I urge you, and here it comes again, as foreigners and exiles. He wants to drill that into us. This is our identity. Earth as it is right now is not our home. We know that one day Jesus is going to bring heaven to earth and restore everything. But now in its current state, this is not our home. So he says, living here as foreigners and exiles, he urges us to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. And then here's the line, verse 12. Live such good lives among the pagans. And remember, that's not derogatory. That's just people who don't identify with Jesus as king. They don't identify as God-fearers. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. So friends, be at peace. There have been other exiles that have gone before us. Peter, reading in the, writing this in the first century, we are part of a long tradition of faith of being a cultural minority, of God's elect, but not in our true home. Where even others like us have been accused of doing wrong. They've had their way of life maligned, as even some of us feel now. Listen, and there are clearly ways that our church and the church tradition we're part of have missed it. We have not listened well to our black and brown brothers and sisters in the past. We need to own that. We historically haven't empowered women for leadership. Um, we haven't done a great job of loving the LGBTQ community well, and we own that. We take responsibility for that. Where the church has gotten in bed with political parties on the right and the left, and we just say, hey, where we have been off historically or currently, we, we take responsibility for that. But that's actually not what Peter's talking about here. What happens when we're living a life of love, an orthodox, 
theological lifestyle of Jesus. We're living into the faith ethic of Christianity in the early church, and we're still accused of doing wrong. I think that's what he's addressing here. And what he says is this, look, people are going to say that about you, but you are to excel in living such good lives among you that it's undeniable. Just as historic Christians have been the ones on the forefront of science and medicine and feeding the poor and fighting anything that holds back human flourishing, so also we need to live that way today. Not only that, but he goes on to talk about submitting to every governing authority and showing proper respect to everyone. Friends, I wonder if this isn't the way forward for us recognizing first that we are orienting our life towards Jesus' return. This is not our home. But while we're here, we live these lives, these humble, quiet, peaceful lives that show that Jesus is Lord through our good deeds. So our perspectives for exile are to keep our hope on Jesus' return and to keep our head down and to do good. I pray that we may live these kinds of peaceful and quiet lives and through our lives, what if the city then would see that Jesus Christ is Lord? So let's end with prayer. King Jesus, would you help orient our hearts and minds today to your future return? That God, there is a day when you're coming back to put everything to rights, but not only that, that Jesus, you will see everything that we're doing for you and for human flourishing and for loving the poor. And when you return, you will reward us. God, help us to not settle on short-term perspective. Would you give us this long-term perspective, looking forward and dreaming about and longing for the day of your return. And in the meantime, Jesus, would you empower us to be your hands and feet in this city and around the world? Would you empower us to love people with compassion? Would, you, uh, would we be known, even in this city, as those that love the poor and love those that are furthest from you? So come, Holy Spirit, would you help us in this, we pray. Amen.